0: come on bro you know it only happens after dark welcome back to the after dark podcast i want to shout out all the mamas out there we 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 weren't able to tell you happy mother's day i know there's a bunch of moms out there even the single mamas you know the uh I'm not telling the real daddy whose kid it is, mamas. We got the regular mamas, we got the housewives. All moms deserve love, so we shouting you out. The After Dark Pots Podcast got you, boy. We love you, moms. I, and <laughs> I I love you to my mom specifically, Sterling. You better tell your mom you love yeah.
1: her. I do love my mom. It was very much. It was very nice to see her this past week. It was first time I've seen her in five months. Super blessed to be able to see her and just have a nice brought a lot of family together this past Saturday. Uh had some fish, had some, you know, good old southern, you know, high sodium, high blood pressure type food, you know, black folks. Um good time though. Uh was a pleasure and I could see the happiness on my mom's face and that's what that's what made it for me. So, um how was your mother's day, man?
0: It was good, man. Uh mom came through. We got got a little food at a restaurant. Gave her a few roses, oh. um, bought her like four Shoot. or five plants that she uh, wanted to have and whatnot. So we we got her that. And, you know, she was always happy, uh, you know, being out the house. I, just like you said, it's just good to see everyone have the family together. So she always just loves yeah. that. So, but <clears throat> for anyone yeah, out there, true, make bro. sure uh, if you didn't, <laughs> your mom probably pissed. You're late. Here. You're late. But You're it's too never late. too late to tell your mom you love her. You should be doing it every day.
1: Yep. All right. Yep. If you have the if you have the ability to do so, definitely do it. Don't take don't take either one of your parents. If you have none of them, or if you got one of them, tell them you love them, especially your mom. Uh, going past this Mother's Day, it's a blessing, man. Cherish it as long as you can. You don't know how many how many left you got, so. Uh, that's a little morbid, but it's just the honest to God's truth for the folks out there. And I, I want to make sure, like I said, I love my mama. I love her very, very much. You all um, appreciate so, it. Y'all. <laughs> yes. Appreciate you, ma. Um, Enough of this whole yeah. ass
0: bullshit. We getting back to the show. Welcome back to the after dark podcast where we debate topics that are none of your business. It's your boy, Mike. We got big stir above me, like always, and we ready to jump into this shit, Sterling. Before we start, man, has uh, as a draft lottery, have they has it come out? Who get who got number one yet? Is is about eight twenty three?
1: Hold up, I'm pulling up ESPN momentarily. In case y'all like don't two, know, man, my other phone. Sterling lives in Charlotte. I swear to God.
0: And we we're kind of yeah. hoping that Charlotte gets the number one pick. Wimby with LaMelo, easy money.
1: Easy that would be money. All right. It it's live right now, but it hasn't, like, no, no, there's been no news about it. All right there's no, there's no news about it. But we know, we already know who the number one overall pick is going to be, and that's Wimby. And oh. I'm not going to pronounce it. Just the Hornets it, are in right. the top
0: four, at least. They got 14 through 5.
1: Fingers well, crossed. I'm telling baby. you right
0: now. Say so what? I said, Fingers crossed, baby. Fingers crossed. But
1: we yeah, are going to. Long, folks. But.
0: Well, what were you saying?
1: <laughs> no, I was going to say at the end of the day, for the folks out there, if you don't know, it is abysmal at Spectrum Center. We need entertainment. Our football team sucks. Our soccer team sucks. Our baseball team sucks. Our basketball team sucks. I mean, our freaking minor league hockey team sucks. There's nothing good in sports around here. We need something. We just got the number one overall pick in in football. We're probably going to be decent this year, but I need a combo year where we're good at two sports, not just one.
0: Yeah, well, we'll see how that works out for you. But we're about to jump into the show, guys. We're going to start off with one of our most reoccurring topics, and that is music, because music always gives us new news. Music is part of the culture, and we are a culture-driven podcast, so we are going to speak of it. In case you have not heard, Versus has announced its next big event. Yes, the same verses that was going on during COVID. It was took the world by storm, giving us a bunch of throwbacks from some of the artists that we loved in the past, Bursting them up with somebody else, equal caliber to see who had the best hits. It was absolutely, it helped everybody get through. I know it helped me get through COVID. Uh, you know, those are some big time events. One of my favorite was probably um, 2 Chains. And Rick Ross and I also fucked with the Jeezy versus Gucci Mane. That was, that one was something else. But we got a big star studded event and they said that, you know, they were taking their time because they had a big event coming and this was going to be held in Madison Square Garden. So, you know, they are bringing out the stars. It is a producer versus P Diddy versus Jermaine Dupree a battle of they're going to have two separate battles. It's going to be a rap battle and an R&B battle. So I guess we can, we can break it down on Sterling who you think will be, will have the better rap catalog. And then who you think are the better R&B catalog and just who you're giving the win overall.
1: Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, like I obviously both phenomenal producers at the end of the day. I don't want to discredit either one of them. Uh, Jermaine obviously hailing from uh, North Carolina, uh, Go Tar Heel State, um, and, and with Diddy obviously from 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 the from the northern part of the country, not North Carolina. And you know, on my end, on the rap side, I feel as if Jermaine has a bit of an or sorry, I apologize. Um, Diddy has a bit of an advantage here, just in the regards to um, what I see from my end. I don't. It's not. It's not to say I don't have faith. Jermaine's going to show up and he's going to show out uh, with the things that he's already put out and uh, shake some things up. But at the end of the day, Diddy is one of the smoothest. Like the way he raps is so unique because he comes from that cloth of like the '90s, that different type of flow where a lot of people. That's where people were differentiating themselves a lot comp- moving into the, the Spurs. Fuck. Oh, um, Spurs. God, and, uh,
0: God damn it. Fuck, man. Another fucking um, Spurs sorry. dynasty on the cusp for Popovich.
1: Yeah, I know, bro. I know, another big man. But back to what I was saying. I think in terms of the rap catalog, I believe that Diddy's going to hold his own and step over – not step over, Jermaine. I think it will be <laughs> relatively close, but it'll – like I said, relatively. It won't be a disrespectful matter, but it'll be, like, pretty clear-cut on who's going to be better on that side. Um, if I want to talk about r and I think Jermaine's going to hold it down on that end. I think Jermaine's catalog on the R&B side is going to be – once again, it's going to be stronger than – once again, a clear-cut difference. Not a not a fucking smashing, but a clear-cut difference between the two. And at the end of the day, in terms of overall, I can't sit here and say that Jermaine's gonna overtake Diddy overall because they're both phenomenal. But we're talking about Puff. Even though Puff is into some weird shit, but Puff. We talking about Puff Daddy. Like, it's hard for me to sit here and say, yeah, Jermaine Dupri is going to take down Puff Daddy over, or P. Diddy over, you know, in a versus battle, in terms of battle of producers, and having those types of sections. Like, Jermaine will get his place to Sean, but on my end of things, I just think Diddy is going to be able to stand, his, stand and hold his own. I mean, there's a reason the guy became a billionaire. It's not just because he's obviously one of the greatest producers of all time, but it's, it is the fact that he was putting out good shit consistently. All the time. And that's where he's gonna be able to separate himself between himself and Jermaine. I don't know what your thoughts on it. You might think the exact same. You might have the same honestly, the exact same where rap is gonna to go to Diddy, R and B to Dupree overall gonna to go to Diddy just out of pure respect in the fact that his catalog is overall better in my opinion.
0: Well, let's so I think that already from the jump it's kind of set at a disadvantage by being held in Madison Square Garden. Yeah, it, yeah I mean, yeah, Diddy. Yeah, it's yeah, in Diddy's hometown. Uh, Jermaine Dupri is obviously a, a Southern boy, um, and you know, you know, he made his grounds in Atlanta, and so it's uh, to me this is kind of like a record, Yeah, to me this is kind of like Atlanta versus um, New York, which is like the old. Pinnacle the birth of rap versus the new kids from the block. And I'm always team yep. South over the North when it comes to rap. I think South brought uh I think the North started everything. They had a culture, they laid the blueprint and the foundation, but I think South brought all the flavor, all the tunes, and South brought the mainstream love. Like South was holding it down, and Atlanta is just absolutely holding it down. So where are we gonna go? Well, when it comes to rap, I kind of have to agree with you on the rap front, just because, you know, Diddy has Biggie, and I think on Biggie's catalog alone, like, just the nostalgia, um, where everyone holds Biggie at, and just the hits, and the timeless hits, there's absolutely, it's going to be a hard out when he starts pulling out anything from his Biggie bag, uh, his Wendy's 4 for 4 Biggie Bag. Biggie also. Bag. Call
1: it Wendy's. <laughs>
0: Wendy's 4 for 4 Biggie Bag. You can't beat it. Um, and then shoot, P. Diddy's got some good songs on his own, too. Uh, when you really think about it, some yeah, good rap 100%. songs. You know, he was one of the 100%. first producers to put his face in a music video and, you know, rap. You know, he wanted to be a star, too. He didn't want to just be a producer. It is what it is. Uh and I'm agree with you on the RB front. Jermaine Dupri has absolute legends he could pull from. But this is where I'm gonna Miranda. disagree. I think Jermaine Dupri is swiping up. I'm not gonna say swiping up. Let me chill, let me chill out, let me chill out. But Jermaine yeah, Dupri is yeah, gonna yeah, win. Yeah. He's gonna win overall. Jermaine Dupri has legends on legends. And I'm talking about I know I know Diddy's got P. Diddy. Uh, I know know P. Diddy's got fucking Biggie and all that and whatnot. But when it comes to, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, when it comes to pop, R&B stars, those slaps will always hit different compared to rap slaps. I'm telling you right now, rap timeless hits aren't as timeless as Usher and Mariah Carey hits. When those hits come on, Everybody singing and dancing. Yo, grandma singing and Always dancing. <laughs> hey, everyone's gonna be singing and dancing. Literally, there's there's no way you're beating R and B pop hits. Plus, not to mention, like Jermaine Dupri's got good rap slaps too, and he's got the beginning of Bow Wow's catalog. And I think people sleep on you know the cusp of Bow Wow's catalog. He was literally one of the biggest stars. Out. He was the one and probably the only kid rapper that really holds some weight in the game. Uh, he was a protege of Snoop Dogg. And he came from Snoop Dogg. So, you know, I'm gonna go with Jermaine Dupree. That's what I'm doing.
1: Well, I mean, obviously we disagree on this regard. I I mean I get where you're coming from because I mean I feel you to a degree on the idea that. R and B's R club. I mean, like the way that they like continue to have the years and years of time and and can they can go against the test of time a lot better than a lot of rap. Uh, granted, it's not to sit here and say that Diddy's like R and B catalog is weak necessarily, but you did already mention. I mean, like like I said, I mean, rap. Like, what do you think when we talk about producing? Like, just being honest, we think about hip hop. Most of the time, right? Like we don't think about R and B producers. We don't think about honestly. We don't even think about pop producers, right? I mean, just being honest, you agree? Uh, I mean, yeah, just
0: because you know we don't know any R and B or pop producers. We only the rap producers well, are the well, ones that's, that, that that's, hold
1: that's my name. that's my point. And so, when it does come to fourth, it's obviously gonna. It's obviously gonna be a, a lot based on also what they bring to the table because it's all about strategy. To be frank, like you gotta better match their energy. For sure. Yeah. Diddy's gonna bring out. Diddy's gonna bring out a shit ton of like shit ton of biggie. He's gonna bring out a shit ton of biggie. It's just it, it doesn't make sense not to. You're in New York. You know damn well. You about to everybody's about to fucking vibe to the shit. You're in your hometown, you're in MSG, and everybody's fucking with it. And well, no matter what.
0: Where I'll go, I honestly think that, you know, the point that you brought up about where you think about producers, I think that works in Jermaine Dupri's favor. So hear me out. Because we don't think of producers in RB pop type songs, what happens is we are never really familiar with their catalog. When it comes to rap producers, Metro Boomin, when Metro Boomin comes up and he does a versus battle later on in his career, we know what songs we going to want from him. We know what songs we're going to expect from that dude. You know, if you know Metro make it boom. But when it comes to Jermaine Dupri, where he's going to get a lot of people and where he's going to fucking steal votes from P. Diddy is we going to be like, we don't know what songs we're going to hear from him. And as soon as he pulls a slapper out that you didn't know was Jermaine Dupree, but oh shit, he got that song? It, it, when he starts pulling... We belong together. Don't, baby, don't, baby, don't, baby, no. And everyone's going to be like, oh, wait, that's Jermaine Dupri's song? And then you're going to be like, I forgot about that. That's a slap. We all expecting P. Diddy's hits. So we sitting here, we're waiting on him like, okay, he played that one. Okay, we played that one. Jermaine Dupri's got the surprise factor in his uh, whole front. So every time he drops something, every time he plays something, we on the edge of our seat just like, oh, what songs he about to pull out? And he can just hit us with the, oh, shit, I didn't even know he had that in that bag. I don't even... I, I haven't heard this song in a minute. And just take us through a nostalgic time that we weren't even expecting to get into. So I think it could work in Jermaine Dupri's favor.
1: And, and like... I mean, obviously you've got you you've got some R. Kelly mixed with P. Diddy's side of the R and B and you've got, you know, a few few other artists mixed in there as well. I mean, but like it is, I mean, it's it is a like I said, I agree that Jermaine J- 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 Dupree's R and B catalog is dry. It's an issue of P Diddy and D- Jermaine J- J- Dupree aren't going to be able to really have a great well, probably an all time versus battle. Um, and it's, like I said, they're not gonna step on each other's throats, it's not gonna be nothing crazy like that, where it's like, oh yeah, fucking P. Diddy sucked, like, Jermaine Dupree just blew his ass out of the water. You know? Or blew his ass, huh? <laughs> um, but, Uh yeah, I didn't chill with that. I literally typed in P. Diddy earlier. I was like just trying to pull up some of his discography to continue to go down it because there is a lot of stuff that I like I know by Diddy or Diddy was a part of, but there's also some a lot of stuff that I don't know still because it's like I don't sit here and listen to P. Diddy all day, all the time. There's stuff that we it's the same ideology, man. Because we forget that just like Jermaine DuPri, P. Diddy's behind a lot of shit. Like a lot of shit. And it's up to him how he wants to uh, strategize. I think it's at the end of the day, it's going to come down to whoever, whoever puts together the best presentation of their catalog. Not the catalog. Well, and, it's the and, best presentation.
0: And we also got to remember, you know, they're producers, so they're not going to be performing. They're going to be bringing out stars. Now, P. Diddy, what can work in his favor is he probably got <laughs> way more people in his pocket that like, if P. Diddy calls you and say, hey, you coming to Madison Square Garden, them niggas coming. You know what I'm saying? So he probably has more people in his pocket, but but some of P. Diddy's most legendary ones can't come nowhere. I'm sorry. They, you know, they ain't coming. They ain't coming. (laughs) R.I.P., but they ain't coming nowhere. And fucking Jermaine Dupree, his legends are still out here breathing and kicking and uh, fucking riding on skates in the Vegas residency every weekend for his fucking concerts. So when Usher comes out there in some rollerblades, Mariah Carey come out there looking like a million bucks, and Nick Cannon drooling, wishing he can make a few more babies. You know, everybody gonna be like, "Oh you know I mean? shit, oh shit." They gonna, they're not even gonna know. It's, what I is. mean,
1: I can't, I can't wait, I can't wait for it. I mean, personally, I can't wait for it to happen. I think it's gonna be, like I said. I mean, I definitely think it's gonna be an all-time versus battles as long as they continue to do these as 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 time goes on. Just because it is obviously a battle of two legends, people that obviously have a ton of respect in the hip hop community. Like, um, they these are type these are these are top G type guys. where, like, I'm not gonna fuck with nobody. Fuck with Diddy, like even oh, after no, the gay no. like new shit. Like, nobody fucks with him. <laughs> like nobody's gonna fuck with him. Or nobody's (laughs) going to fuck with him. And Jermaine Jermaine Dupree, like you said, he's got that respect of the South, but he's got the respect of the industry. And it's going to be a tough one. But, like, at the end of the day, man, I think it's going to be fantastic. I'll still stand on the fact that I think Diddy's going to come out on top. But it's going to be close. It's going to be fun. I know it's going to be freaking fun as hell. But for those that get tickets there, God bless. Like, you are, like you are about to you are about to experience a masterpiece probably like literally like in front of your face um it's a double concert essentially um but speaking of versus one another the rap game just music cuz we love music around here on the oh after dark God. podcast <laughs> um NBA young boy and lil dur so i mean dude before i even get into the topic these niggas ain't got... They got too much time. They got too much fucking time. Like, so they've been beefing over Twitter, and it's about basically who would have had the best album. Dirk eventually, obviously, postpones his album drop but delivers the single with J. Cole that he also got bodied on, by the way. And um, Youngboy dropped the album with Lil Dirk, with a Lil Dirt diss track, and Fuck the Industry Part 2. That's a single, though. Yeah. But... Between a young boy and little dirt speaking of like, I mean, I mean, you asking who you got, but like, if we talk about a fight, it's one thing, but if we talk about music, is another. We talking um,
0: music. Actually, it might, it might, <laughs> it honestly, fight it might, might be, be a local. better topic. To <laughs> what? So we talking music, but fight might be just as good of a topic. Shit.
1: <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. At the end, and you know how, and you know how little dirt slides. Like, that's a whole different can of worms. We will open that up a whole nother day. But, I mean, who you got at the end of the day, Mike? And, I mean, the the Twitter beef is Twitter beef. You know what it is. But, like, with Dirk in the current situation and Young Boy obviously doing his shit and making sure this nigga knows, like, I don't fuck with you right now, at least. Um, Who you got on the ends of things?
0: I mean, let's be honest, right? Um, Lil' Dirk's obviously going to... He's obviously going to sell more music uh as opposed to young boy that's just that's a given you know what I'm saying um but and he's probably gonna have better quality music, but what we're really talking about is not the sales, it's not who had the better music we're at the end of the day they're beefing, so who came harder that's what that's how I'm looking at it, and you what? know a little dirt. <laughs> Pause. 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 Hey yo. <laughs> hey yo. Six nine into the okay. fucking chat. Okay. <laughs> yo.
1: <laughs> so
0: uh, but so, so all my life, Lil Durk drops the all my life single, and let me tell you, I think that it is the first track that has ended the fucking 2023 drought of absolutely no music. Finally, a song that I fuck with that isn't AI (laughs) Drake that came out. So I'm saying like... It was good. I like it. He came. He was talking about how he's trying to be better and whatnot, and he was all my life. Everyone's trying to paint a picture, and he's not trying to be that guy anymore. But fuck that shit, boy. You can't be beefing with somebody and drop some fucking charitable All My Life You Got All The Kids Over
1: There. Yeah, that's
0: some pussy-ass shit, bro. That's got to be the second single. You can't beef and postpone your album. Young boy wiped your fucking tail, son wipe your nose with that shit young boy came out crazy he was fucking talking about how he's gonna put his boy's head on a pillow if he sees him and went to and shot over to the clip of the bloody pillow when he got shot up i was like yo this nigga is wild and son so i mean i think personally i think young boy came harder um shit pause again i can't I keep fucking that one up, yo. I think Youngboy did his fucking thing uh, with his drop. I mean, he's... And I know the crazy thing about Youngboy is, too, I know that this was all spur of the moment. He just put these tracks together last minute just to be on some fucking fuck Dirk shit. Dirk's probably been working on his album for a hot minute. Youngboy hasn't. This is the fourth drop this year already, I feel like, from Youngboy, and he's... and he mm.
1: People are still tuning he, in. He's one of those folks. Yeah. What's up? No, I was going to say, he's one of those artists that, like, he's still, like, and I'm going to get to my answer, too, at, at one point, and I'll let you finish your point, but he's one of those artists where, like, you know when, like, artists first come out, they start just dropping a bunch of shit, like a bunch of shit over and over, like and then they finally glow up, and then they slow down a bit. Like, yeah. NBA Youngboy hit a peak. He had a crazy peak. He still got crazy fans out there. Um, and I think, you know, I find it admirable, even though his music, I can't relate to it, but I do fuck with it. Like um, He's always dropping new shit, trying to try new stuff, putting new lyrics out there. There's no reason to sit on your shit for three years unless you're fucking Drake, Travis Scott. Like, these the, the, those type of niggas. You gotta be those type of niggas to be ex- somewhat acceptable to not be putting something out often. So... Uh I respect it, but go ahead I'm sorry.
0: Nah, yeah. So I mean I pretty much finished my point. I basically was just saying, young boy, he went crazy. He, you know, uh he stuck to the beef. If you're gonna beef, be about it. He's been about it. I, I remember the interview where young boy said he was trying to clean up his act and he don't want to be on all that shit. I guess that all went out one ear, in one ear and out the other, because he's back out here on some bullshit. He called out Drake, he called out J. Cole. He called out every. He called out everyone, son. He was he was coming for blood and dirt. I don't think you want that, man. I really don't think you want them problems. So I'm going with young boy.
1: He wants to get it back in blood. That's apparently what uh, you know. The boys over there said a while ago. Uh, my boy, uh, poo Shiesty. Uh But Dirk, dirt try to hang with them, and you know that. You know how that goes. But on my end of things, like one of the things about little Dirk I hate. I please don't fucking try to come and kill me for saying this i swear to god um but one of the things i hate about dirk is that like and i hate to say this shit because it fucking sucks to say dirk was one of those artists where like when he was coming up i kind of fuck with on the low low like i wouldn't be like oh yo check this guy's shit out check this guy's shit out i'd be like kind of listening to him seeing on his come up you know Um, and he was making good shit, like hard shit. Like that was kind of like what who Dirk is type shit. And now if you notice, he's starting to just peak the mainstream shit. If you noticed, he's just like, oh, let me hit the mainstream shit. Let me make sure my shit's super mainstream. Cause he is about selling his albums and I ain't mad at nobody for getting their money. We always talk about it on the after dark podcast. We don't give a fuck. I respect anybody getting their bread, bro. I ain't going to stop nobody. but. If you swear to God, if you swear on your mama, your dead homies, that you're a hood nigga and you just let an NBA young boy skinny small ass come after you and literally dick you down, no homo at all. Put you in a body bag. And yeah. And then sit there and say like and then sit out. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. Fire track with J. Cole. Like, and J. Cole, like I said, he bodied you and you admitted it on TV or on the internet that you got bodied because you, that's the problem with Dirk now. Dirk is having trouble, I think, putting together solo stuff consistently. And he needs somebody to be there Like a J. Cole Uh, When Nardo Wick was popping off for about You know 8 to 9 months He's still doing his thing I fuck with Nardo And these other guys Lil Baby All these dudes to kind of like Coattail Like he needs He has to like catch on their coattail And like oh Dirk was on that track too That shit was hard Cause you know how you'd be feeling When when somebody has a hard track right Mike Like You'd be like oh shit Like Baby went hard on that shit But like Drake kind of was riding his coattail But his verse was still good like it wasn't like bad because subconsciously you can't think the whole song's bad so you're like oh fuck he-, he was good too i've heard some songs with dirt and being on especially when he's with baby baby just comes in and just bodies him and like he just every lets. single time he just, those goddamn he kids body his ass <laughs> 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 I'm just, I'm just tired of the soft ass shit from that nigga. Because he should have slid for Vaughn. He swore he slid for Vaughn. And all this, this is years in the making, and you're letting NBA Young Boy. His name is NBA Young Boy. He calls him that, himself that by Never Broke Again. Remember, it used to be Never Broke Again until he actually officially made an NBA Young Boy. I just want to let it be known. Um, and you're letting a guy that called himself Never Broke Again, Young Boy, body you. You got to get us together, my boy. And you aren't winning the, in this moment. And you probably won't win. Yes, your track will sell more than than probably fucking Young boys whole album. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, you losing respect in the rap game. And you lose respect there, niggas don't want to fuck with you. That's it. They Once they figure out you're riding their fucking coattails, they're like, Oh, this nigga just riding along on my fucking back. Like, damn, get off my shit. Because it's getting heavy back here. So, I mean that's that's the la- that's the least of my worries at this point. Like that, that nigga's an idiot, bro. Like he he just doesn't like he just became super, super soft. Super, super fucking soft.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't know what's good with Dirk. I feel like um I don't know, man. I, I like I like his I like his music. Uh, I think his album's probably gonna be good. Yeah. You know, he's gonna bring the he's going like yeah, you yeah, said, it he's will gonna be. bring the people out. But as far as um yeah. starting the beef with young boy like if you're not going to address it if you're not going to really be about that like rap is built on the the battles you know it's built on the beef and you got to come if you're going to start the beef then you got to you got to be about it and you got to be about it in your music and, and to um, come. <laughs> like Doc said, don't play with your meat.
1: <laughs> Oh my god, we are childish, bro. We are childish as fuck. I mean, let's just be honest, guys. Like for those listening out there, once again, we obviously appreciate y'all. Wanna hear y'all's uh comments in the comment section and below on the YouTube. I want to hear your feedback via Instagram or through, the, through all the platforms that we have the audio uh, version on. I want to hear you guys' comments of what you guys think. Who do you got? Because this is current meta type shit, and I want to figure out where everybody lies, especially in this particular situation. But in that regard, I want to talk about something that is hmm. I don't know. It's kind of wild because Everybody knows streaming services nowadays have kind of like taken over everything. Like, bro, like, there's no reason to have cable. I told my mom the other day, I was like, bro, like, get rid of this shit. You will save more money. Get it, like, not using cable. And she's like, might as well have cable when I've got the Wi Fi. It's a combo. She's old. Whatever. <laughs> the parents, you know, black cables. parents,
0: love the combo. We had a fucking Yeah, house they love line the combination. For- we, had, we got rid of our house line two years ago because they didn't want to get rid of it because it gives them a discount on the combo. <laughs>
1: like, bro, like, nobody calls house phones no more. And don't get me wrong, house phone days were a whole different type of world. So those that didn't really get the genuine experience that, if you got some younger folks uh, that weren't able to experience it, dude, it's cr- it was crazy because niggas could pop up on you at any time if you had multiple phones in the house and pop up right in your conversation, you wouldn't even <laughs> know, bro. Uh, having you to ask, to, know, having you to ask the you.
0: girl's parents can I speak to them everything on the phone like yeah,
1: can I speak to so and so sure I guess and look dad be in the other room this nigga trying to hit on my daughter fucking weirdo <laughs> like I mean I, I respect it but back to you know kind of we know streaming services nowadays have, have taken over everything I mean at one point I know that I was spending easily probably a hundred bucks on like streaming services in total granted I was like combo for my, my girlfriend and I Uh, in that situation, but either way, like, in the sense that we know that that is happening, uh, so, the NFL recently just officially signed a deal with Peacock to exclusively stream an NFL wildcard playoff game. So, the question really is here for the folks out there, and obviously for you, you, Mike, yourself, and I: is this a step uh, too far in the streaming world In terms of getting into what the only thing there is, there's the only reason to have a TV aside from watching streaming services that isn't cable is to watch football or like sports. Is this a step too far for the streaming world, man?
0: Yes, it's a step too fucking far. You want to know why is a step too fucking far? It's not because you put it on a streaming service. It's because you put on a streaming service that five fucking people have. Howard and you did a playoff football game. If you're gonna do that, do a regular season. Put them fucking London games on Peacock. That no one wakes up at six thirty in the morning so. to watch. Like, <laughs> like, what are you talking about? But if we're if you're gonna put a wild card playoff game, imagine being the um, imagine being like the Browns and you ain't seen your team in a playoff game and God knows when. And finally, they in a the playoff game, and that bitch is on Peacock. <laughs> like, and you can't watch that shit. And you know they're going to get rid of their little seven-day free trial during that playoff game, too. So you're going oh, to have to. Hell, yeah.
1: Yeah. Hell, yeah. Actually, if they're smart, they'll do like a three-day trial. I
0: really just think the problem is is that it's on Peacock. And like, like I said, if the Browns got a playoff team and you, and you had to fucking, what are you going to do? You're just not going to be able to watch your team in the playoffs. You're just not going to be able – you're just going to have to yeah, – like, uh, like right. I'm thinking about me, like, uh, I won't have that. Like, what am I – am I just not going to be able to watch that playoff game? That's some bullshit. I,
1: I mean, the thing about Peacock is that, like, you can pay for it. Like, it's through, like, a cable thing, I'm pretty sure. Or you can just buy it as a streaming offhand, which is what they're going to do, I'm sure. Um and I'm not even mad at him for it. I ain't gonna be I ain't gonna lie to you. Like if we're being honest, the the step that is has to be taken at this point is we have to realize as a world and as a population that streaming like we like I just mentioned, like there is no reason to have cable anymore. There's already no reason to. But why sit there and say like we can't have it on peacock? Yes, like there's some other people out there that the combination might be the best fucking package for them just to be honest they might got that combo and the wi-fi that shit's like the like the fries and fucking burger type shit like <laughs> the biggie bag. it's hard to beat it's the biggie bag it's hard to fucking beat and it's for a good price but i understand where peacock's going or nbc is going with this because they're like you said nobody has peacock but like five people Right, like just ra- like the random like motherfuckers. You know that. Oh yeah, I got peacock too. Why? Like, yeah, what? Know. What's your reasoning? Unless you're watching soccer, which I respect. If you are, I was watching it for a bit. I was watching it on somebody else's account, but I was watching soccer. Like, I get it, but I get exactly why. And I don't think it's a step too far. Right? It's a step far. It's a little far. Like. But it's not too far, and the reason being is is that the next thing you know, you're gonna have streaming services basically handling all of, except for uh, Monday night football and uh, Sunday night Sunday night game, like the prime times. Every other game that's not prime time, I guarantee you'll be on a streaming service, whether that's Peacock, Paramount Plus, H. Well, they probably won't get on HBO, but like it might shit hulu has live sports they've been they've been doing that shit for years though hulu's been doing that shit for years we got live sports you can watch whatever you want on fucking hulu
0: but it's not exclusive and that's why it is a...
1: yes it's not exclusive i know but it leads in the direction now where it's like hulu could maybe go and do the same thing like, oh, we want a playoff game. And I'm sure that would be next year. And they'll get a playoff game. I feel for the people that be like the Browns where they haven't been in a playoff game and blah, blah. Sorry, dog. Y'all are not making it with the Predator as your quarterback either. Um, It's <laughs> not happening. Shout out my sister. She calls him the Predator. That shit is actually Whoa, that's, funny. That's, that you know.
0: was a crazy fucking transition. You not winning with the Predator. Yeah. Shout out my sister. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. That's fucked. No, but this that's is fuck. why it's a no, step was, too far. It's because, like you just said, Hulu's gonna want one. Then Netflix is gonna want one. And here's the thing, Sterling. Here's the thing. We forget that like me and you, we're in a bubble. We're two middle class individuals, right? So that is not the norm. We're actually we're actually uh in a place of privilege. Most people can't afford to have Hulu, Peacock, and netflix and hbo max amazon prime all the streaming services they're going to want to dip their toes and get a playoff game and where where are we going to if we're getting to a point where playoff football playoff sports isn't just a common american thing that everyone can tune into and just watch at the most basic level because it used to be on basic television you didn't even need Premiere Cable or anything like that. It's just on basic television. If we get to this point where you're gonna have to spend, well, those shits are gonna go up sixteen dollars a month per service, and now we are spending even more than what we were spending on cable just to keep up with all this shit. This is, I think, this is detrimental. I mean, I know they got the bag. Peacock paid them a hundred mil to get this placement, but dude, like, do you do you want to sacrifice? You're gonna get the bag regardless if you're NFL. Do you want to sacrifice? all that for viewership. Viewership is what keeps the bag coming. If people stop watching, then you know the bag's going to dwindle. Peacock might come back around like, "Hey, we didn't get that many people watching, so we're going to give you 75 mil this time." And then Well,
1: and being that Peacock is attached directly to NBC, if you guys don't understand why it's called Peacock is cuz fucking NBC's logo is a fucking peacock, by the way. Yep. If you didn't know, now you know. Um, and so I think thinking about this and being devil's advocate for myself and you in the same right while being in the same body as someone that's arguing it. It's the fact that the unfortunate part is, is they're going to have the primetime game wildcard game
0: oh, yeah. because
1: NBC always has the primetime game. Always. Al Michaels and freaking what's his face? Chris Collinsworth. Or now I think it's Tony Romo. Like, my boy. two fucking knows? Get that boy, get all the cowboys off of fucking broadcasting anything, because those guys are idiots. Um <laughs> keep it moving. Um chat, even you, Michael Irvin, on your fucking analyst shit. You're an idiot too. And, and you weren't that damn good. And you weren't that damn good.
0: Oh, you tripping now. You hating.
1: You hating. And watching. you weren't that good. You ma- Peyton made you. By Peyton? the way. You mean Sorry. Troy? Wrong, wrong Troy. Wrong, <laughs> wrong, wrong uh Wrong, wrong team. I apologize. My brain has been scrambled. But either or, I want to let it be known that the unfortunate reality that we live in, and we've spoken about this in private and even on the podcast at at, at points before, is that economic, the economic state of the United States in particular, not any other country that watches it, because the, the problem is, is that unless for other countries, like think about it, like think about the broad the broad like view here like there's other countries out there like there's people there that love football like not the fucking footsie football like actual foot american football and sometimes they can't watch these games that's why they go to the that's why they go to london that's why they go to these other places they expose the game to more people so they can bring in better and more so this, that's not, it's going to directly allow these people to actually be able to watch something they were never, they are literally never be able to watch unless they watch fucking highlights on YouTube. Or watch them illegally. Where it's literally, you have to, if you try to, by the way, if you try to watch anything illegally on TikTok, it literally is up for like a minute at a time, you gotta find a new TikTok. I'm just letting you know. Um. <laughs> so, tried it a million times. Tried it with the, the last Floyd fight, and it was tragic. But, I I just think that it's a good thing and a bad thing. Like, I see both sides. But in reality, like, if we're talking about the exposure and the growth of the sport, the sport is continuing to grow. It is easily the most popular sport in the country by a lot. The NBA is becoming mundane, laissez-faire, very boring to watch for literally, like, the entire year until the last two and a half months of the season. That's it. But people actually tune in to regular season football and it actually counts because it's got the smallest window of opportunity compared to all major sports, baseball, basketball, and I'll even include hockey in there because it is such a big portion. 17 games. But if I'm a guy that's in, in Europe and can't watch it, I'm sorry I'm going to rant here, but like if I'm a guy in Europe and I love American football and I'm sure all his, he probably plays soccer too. But he's like, man, I dream of playing in the NFL one day. And he just wants to watch his favorite fucking player. He has to go to the fucking highlights to go find this man.
0: <laughs> like, like how do you
1: like get the really amazing. No, it and that's the and that's the shit that sucks, but that's the reality we live in. And unfortunately, I understand that like it may not be affordable for everyone to afford all their streaming services. Then it just make gets to a point where you gotta prioritize. What do you really want to see? You wanna see uh the playoffs every year on that one or two one or two games, however many games they'll do eventually over time. I know it's only one game now, but um it'll eventually become more. Like, would you rather have playoff football or would you rather have HBO Max where they can't upload any good shit unless it's Secession, Last of Us, or Game of Thrones back in the day? Like or Sopranos. Like there's no point. So I feel for the people that maybe not be in the financial position to do so and afford it consistently, but at the same time, you have to be willing to make for sure the things that you want, and that's how I feel about it. And I think it's great for the world, not not just the United States. So that's my point, and I sit on it. Fair enough with me. Well, I mean, and, and we understand that, like, obviously, speaking of like sports and their teams, right? I mean, like sports teams, and then loving a player, right? Loving an an idolized player in their generation, or by by kids, or even by adults, right? Uh, especially in cities that haven't had a winning team consistently for a long time. We, you know, where I'm going with this, guys. Yeah, we all know. I mean, when it comes down to it, this man does it on Mother's Day. So I mean, he's this man, John Morant, is flashing a gun on Instagram Live again, again. Excuse me, I just had a hiccup. But some people are claiming, since guns are legal, if you do have the permit to carry them, and you've done what you've got to do, your due diligence, he shouldn't have any punishments. So, before I go into this, if you guys haven't seen the video, of the Instagram live of the video, it's actually kind of low-key funny as fuck. Because his... (laughs) Because (laughs) him. His boy's whipping the car <laughs> and he keeps flashing the phone at Ja, he keeps flashing it to him, and Ja doesn't have the gun in his hand at this point, like, he's just, like, chilling, like, they're just, like, you know, being two bros and, like, just doing whatever, like, vibing to some music, and then next thing you know, this nigga brings up the gun and his man pulls the photo <laughs> away so fast, he's like, he's like, oh, no! Nah. This, looks- this
0: man wilding, wow, bro, this nigga wow. <laughs>
1: Bro, I was like yo there's no way But that's aside from the point That shit was just mad funny when I saw the video Like real time type shit Um but the question Like I said is I mean People are obviously claiming that guns are legal Which they are in the United States you have the right to bear arms Um unless you are a felon Or under other circ- under, under special circumstances Um And he shouldn't have a punishment based on the fact That they are legal and I'm sure that he has the permits etc to carry one do you agree with this and my honestly adding on a question to it like do you feel like the nba needs to change some of their protocol on these types of things
0: well the wild. i'll hit
1: it over to you mike
0: yeah the wild part about it is so first of all everyone's blaming his friends saying that like oh they're the ops for always recording let me tell you something his friends do not want to see Ja Morant go down. They are on payroll for being this nigga's friend. You know what I'm saying? So this nigga is the ticket out for all these people. They do not want. This. As soon as he saw it, the gun was in his hand, he moved the phone away immediately because he was like, "Oh shit! If Ja Morant loses this 194 million, how am I about to get this hundred grand salary for being Ja's friend?" Because he, he a broke boy again. So trust me, they don't want to see this man go down. But when uh. it comes down to should John Morant be held liable? Should he uh, be punished? I got to go with absolutely absolutely i'm sorry i'm sorry i I do not want to sound like michael wilbon who's over here like my kids can't buy john morant shoes anymore that's some fucking uncle tom bullshit what the fuck you mean your kids can't you let them listen to rap don't you You, he can't buy your kids can't buy john morant shoes get your stupid ass out of here i ain't saying nothing like that (laughs) but all i'm saying is yes i understand guns are legal so why is he getting in trouble that he's flashing a gun Guess what? Newsflash. He's not getting in trouble with the law. So that there's, that's the problem right there. Guns are legal. Yes. No one's saying lock John Moran up except for Aiden fucking Ross and his dumbass. He's saying lock him up, but <laughs> no one who can really lock him up is saying to lock him up because guns are legal. But at the end of the day, um, you work for an employer that is paying you $194 million over four or five years and you are one of the faces of the NBA and you can't be seen flashing a gun around. I guarantee you if I was flashing a gun around on my Instagram story and my manager followed me on Instagram, she'd probably have a problem with that. And I am not on the level of John Morant, nor do I make the money that John Morant does. So that is the issue. That's the issue there. You know, we what are we talking about here? And should the NBA change its protocols? Hell fucking no. They got advertisements with big companies, with Disney. Um, Disney owns ESPN and all that. You know, Those are family brands. They're not going to mess up no family money for John ja Morant's stupid little Ja Wick uh, stunt that he's trying to go on. It just doesn't make any sense. So I'm someone who believes that John ja Morant needs... He needs a big suspension, maybe half the year. I wouldn't be mad if they just told him he could not play next year because he just needs to – That work. should
1: be mad funny. I ain't going to lie. That'd be hilarious, I ain't gonna lie. That should be mad. He needs a wake-up call. I mean, like, think about it, man. Jaws, what, 23, 24? Uh, something like that. I'm not sure off the top of my head. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean <laughs> – Ja, obviously one of the young faces in the NBA. We is it bugging?
0: Uh Huh? You bet.
1: Okay, I don't know what the fuck's going on, dude. This shit, like, I, I'm gonna get up my land cable to stretch over here next time, but, um, yeah. We'll cut however it needs to be done, but yeah. So I mean, like, Jaw's obviously a young face in the NBA. Um, a lot of people love him. I mean, I like watching him, like when he's not a fucking fool. Um, and one thing I'm gonna say, I agree with you, right? I agree with the fact that like you are paid by somebody that is paying you. It's not like they're paying you 65k. You're like a regular ass, like diddly willy getting out of college or second year out of college type shit, like bro you're getting paid 194 million bro and i'm telling you less than 0.001 percent of the population will ever see that type of money in their life Back. in the world period period and it might be more zeros to add to that shit and you want to go off and be it like it's nothing wrong being a, being a guy and having a little bit of fun and like It'd be one like it. It wouldn't even be bad if it was like you were all oh, like maybe you're like a you know Mike was a gambling guy like that's not even like a big thing. That was it was a big thing because it was Mike, but it wasn't that big where hey, bro, he was why getting. Why like, my business oh. out
0: there on.
1: Okay. No, no, no! I'm saying Mike, Mike Jordan.
0: Oh, oh! <laughs> oh I guess I switched to myself. <laughs> Yo! Oh my god! Oh my god! Uh, shit. <laughs> like, nah, man, like.
1: this, this kid this kid is the face of the nba right now one of the young faces of the nba and i and i do uh, enjoy watching him he needs to be punished and dude give him a whole fucking year and tell him like dog you do this shit again like we gonna avoid this contract because i'm sure there's some type of fucking line in there they could fucking take that damn money away because i don't know what the guaranteed amount is but you only getting that and that's it my g and you're out of here. And they were willing to take that because the amount of money the NBA is going to continue to make, even when he's gone, is still going to be a lot. And it doesn't matter. That's what he has to realize: that they don't need you, bro. They got they got Wimby co- or Wombi coming, or however you pronounce it. They got all types of superstars coming up the fucking ranks.
0: They don't need they nobody don't need that you. can't make it out the second round of the motherfucking playoffs. I guarantee you that.
1: Right. Facts. Talk, talk. Do something stupid when you make it a second round. Win a championship. So and the, speaking to the employer point I I got my uh briefing email for my uh sales training next week uh down in Arkansas um and so they specifically put in The email, it's like eight or nine information steps, whatever. And it says during your stay, we expect you to reflect blank company as a professional with appropriate behavior and respect towards all staff members of the blank hotel, local establishments you may visit and all. Blank employees. Please remember that we that went out. You ultimately represent the blank brand, and issues such as rude and or entitled behavior, lack of regard for basic housekeeping, and following establishment rules reflects poorly on the company. And if we if we find that you are acting inappropriately, we will not hesitate to send you home and release you from your position. Like that's a, a dog. I'm not getting paid 194 mil. Like, I'm not. Like, I'm not that valuable. That's what I'm trying to say. And so, and the NBA should never peel back. Because if you got niggas walking around with guns, when when have you seen LeBron James with a gun?
0: (laughs) Right.
1: (laughs) When have you seen him with a gun? Ever. Like, when have you seen Steph Curry with a gun? When have you seen Jimmy Buckets with a gun? Jokic. Jokic. Like, dude, I could just go down the list of superstars that are honestly smarter and honestly better than you. Fact. And you can't even act right. You can't even act right because you want to be hood and all this shit. We know, we've already talked about this, bro. You are from the burbs. Like, what the, is it not getting through your fucking skull? Like, it... He's like, yeah, took to some us. time to reflect on my... Life. Bourbon
0: black boys. It's okay to be one of us. It's, not, it's nothing wrong with that. Come come back John. Come Yes, back. We will accept you back to the suburbs
1: Like bro Do your thing do whatever you want to do If you want to fucking blow one of the biggest bags We literally had a topic said do you think he's blowing the bag The first time he did it And I'm like oh sh-. I literally said this to my sister when we were talking about it I was like me and Mike And uh, Chad at one point had spoke about this And literally said I think he's blowing the bag But as long as he doesn't do it again We'll be good like, right? Like, he he's doing his time, taking a moment to, to think back. But it's like, damn, nigga, like, you really don't care. <laughs> you you really don't care. care. <laughs> you literally, it's like, ma, like, ma, on Mother's Day weekend, by the way. Just going <laughs> around rolling with guns and right. shit.
0: <laughs> that's right. Hey, hey like, this, is Day weekend, see, you be- this is a point for Youngboy. This is a point for Youngboy because this shows you the type of influence Youngboy has that Lil Dirk obviously don't have. When they out here dropping music, young boy got niggas out here throwing away $194 million. So I don't want to hear no dirt winning the ver- winning the battle against young boy. That's dead. It. That's dead. It.
1: Nah, bro. That's, and it's wild because look, I'm going to be a hundred thousand percent with you. I said this straight up. I said, look, and this no offense to John Morant's dad. I'm just telling you the honest guys truth, my man, talking to my father, and myself about this stuff. I said, Hey, Dad, bro, you want to be this like, you want to be this ghetto fabulous nigga? You want to act like this, that, and the other? You doing this to your own damn son? He ain't got really nothing to look forward to. I'm sure you were a good dad. I'm sure you did all that, but now he got money. Now you, I, I know y'all. You seen him act at the games? You know he be acting up right with him. Yep. And I'm like, what the fuck's your problem, dog? Like, About you know ass, this is wrong. <laughs> Yeah, like, what do you do? Like, and Channel Sharp's a big nigga. You're stepping to the wrong nigga, bro. Like, you will get your ass beat, and he will not care. And you know who's going to bail him out? Fox. they be like, yeah, thanks for beating that guy's ass. Keep him moving. Yeah, like we're
0: going to put some barbecue I'm sauce on the ribs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Cheney Sharp. That shit's funny as fuck. That nigga is really, he's, I've really, he's grown on me a ton over the past, what, probably six months since I started really getting back into watching stuff, but uh, or sports stuff heavy. But, I mean, I, I know it's a lecture, but, like, dog, like, as a dad, like, John Moran's dad, you need to step up as a dad. I don't know if his mom's even in the pic. I don't fucking know. I don't know, and honestly, I don't fucking care. Just to be honest. um, It's not my mom. I care about my mom, and I, I care about mine. Uh, and I care about the image that I'm going to put off for my parents that are supposed to raise me the right way. You continuously, like, disrespect the fuck out of them doing what you're doing like it's just it that's how that's how like my parents are old school i'm sure if you were doing some shit like that's like hell like your parents like damn that's kind of disrespectful to us because we didn't raise you like that type shit and hey man all i'm gonna say is if you want to throw away that bag uh, like throw me some cash right before you throw it away because i'd really appreciate it it'd be real nice but like <laughs> but I don't know if you have any final thoughts on Ja, because that nigga's an idiot. Yeah, I'm
0: basically I, just saying Ja, bro. Just, I'm what a waste.
1: Just sick of him, bro. Like all I'm right. honestly sick of him. Like <laughs> what a waste of fucking talent. This guy, look, got all the talent in the world, but just a damn idiot. He had like what's his face? He's Dennis Rodman, but l- less than Dennis Rodman. But He's this generation's version, but not as superstar. Like, Dennis Rodman didn't have that superstar power. He made himself a superstar by the antics that he did off the court, not on it all the time, because he was a great guy on the court, and then off it, he was an idiot. Um, but I love Dennis Rodman. I have respect for him, even though he crazy as fuck. Speaking of some tra- controversial motherfuckers, and not not necessarily the gun shit, but, you know, when I say the the letter, when I have the initials ts who do you think of in terms of the music industry? I think of the man, Travis motherfucking Scott. This man says, Utopia is on the way. Apparently, he performed it like a short thing for the Astros this past weekend. So he was, like, talking about it and ex- et cetera, so on and so forth. I looked into it a bit. If this thing is lying again, bro, Travis, I cannot be one of your biggest fans no more because you are literally yanking my chain, like, it's like you're holding the carrot in front of my face And been pulling this shit for like three years Like type shit Like, like this shit So The question is Utopia has been being produced For I'm sure a long ass time And been mastered, remixed Etc to make it perfection But do you think This could be another classic like we had With Astroworld because that shit Was a whole nother level Of, of mastery or is and, and, or, is Travis Scott the king of the new-gen rappers? Because he really, realistically, has been around for a minute, but he ain't, like, been around for as long as people realize. So, I'll kick it off. Actually, you know what? Fuck it. I'll go and talk about it. You guys know I'm the biggest Travis Scott stan on the damn planet. I will back him even after he done killed them damn kids in the crowd. RIP. I do not condone that. Live Nation, you suck. That's your fault. Uh, I'm not putting any fault on Travis Scott because it's really hard to avoid those situations when it's overstaffed or overpacked. And I know how that shit works. Um, And I I literally saw it firsthand. I was just at a... When I was at the uh, the festival the other weekend, I saw how fucking packed it is. But it was at a fucking speedway, so there was plenty of room. But... In do you in in terms of the question, does he have another classic on the way? Yes, without a shadow of a doubt. The reason that Travis Scott has the ability to do this is like I mentioned earlier, is that he drops hits that continue to have the the the, the replayability. Like how many I play? I mean, "Sicko Mode" can can get old because people played the absolute shit out of that damn song. I mean, that song was every. But he has the ability to wait so long to drop albums and stuff is because he is not only that G drops classics is that he stays involved throughout the time that he's not dropping songs. He puts out songs like he did a song on Tenant. He did like he has features on Spizza's album on all these like on Metro's album. Like he makes himself relevant. So you remember that he's there other dudes will just like oh, i'm gonna go off the globe for three years and you're not gonna hear from me and then i'll be back drop an album it'd be mediocre frank ocean um but sorry hey my bad <laughs> Shit. i didn't mean i didn't mean to step on nobody's toes that were standing over frank you can't stand over that nigga no more after what he did um and do i think he's the king of the new gen i wouldn't even consider him the new gen but i would definitely be the king of anybody that's new if you consider them new, because he has that type of influence and that type of power. Cause I guarantee you, they're gonna have a massive ad all over complex on fucking uh on complex. Uh if you guys don't follow complex, shout out complex on Instagram or Twitter, uh, they will have that shit up and going. Like they will have probably put a fucking countdown on the shit. I swear they will. Because he has that very similar. He has that very in- similar influence to Drake. Not the exact influence, but very similar influence where he has the ability to do that. I want to know your thoughts on it. I don't think there's any question in terms of is he, is he going to drop another classic? Because if he doesn't, he's chalked. But I don't think he would make us wait this long for uh, us not to hear fucking gold.
0: Uh, I'm going to have to I'll agree with you to be honest on agree this with one. You to- um, I feel like... Why would for me has Travis ever dropped anything that really wasn't a classic? For me, all his albums are pretty much damn yeah, near classics, definitely. if not on the cusp. Yeah, of it. So, um, yes. I'm gonna have to agree on that point. But I, I, the interesting thing for me, the interesting what really stood out is Travis Scott really has a, a chance of taking the crown of, you know, the next gen rappers. And the reason why I consider Travis Scott a next gen rapper is I consider anyone who, um, you know, is not Kanye, J Cole, Kendrick, uh, Drake. Those are the next gen crowned rapper or this generation crowned rappers right now. And who's going to take the throne from them who will inherit the throne. And I think Travis Scott has an ability to separate himself from the crowd and w- and the reason why I think that you know I wanted to give that to little baby, but I have my skeptics on little baby he dropped another single uh going hard, that shit was booty cheeks uh sound <laughs> it was like, so bad so bad bro it sound it was- like everything he's dropping is like, damn, do not become the baby, do not have one flow, you know, hopefully little baby can pick it back together, and his next album can be something but Right now, he's kind of on um, a decline, and it was looking like he was going to take the crown and run away from these niggas, but clearly, he's not about to do that right now, or he didn't, he didn't take his runway, so he left uh, an opening for other people to do that. Um, mm-hmm. Uzi was somebody, you know, as far as influence and stature, I think that, you know, he was really big, could have taken the crown. Uh, But he hasn't came here soon. I heard that Pink Tape, um, the new album that's coming out, is fucking God tier. So we'll hear how that is. You know, he's somebody who could really be on that next Mount Rushmore if he delivers another classic album. But it's really been a minute since Uzi's given us a classic album. So um, he's got to come back. But that's why I think that Travis Scott is in a place where he can, if he can deliver another one, you know he's really in that rare air. He's kind of he's kind of in that Kanye era because if you really think about Travis, he's like ushered in a whole fucking um, kind of like an acid dark melodic rap type thing. And I know, um, yeah. and I know yeah. a lot of it derives from ASAP Rocky. You know his his style yeah. kind of derives from ASAP. He Rocky. also
1: he I will say he does copy ASAP's style and they track that shit. It's actually disgusting how bad it is. But uh, go back to your point. I'm sorry
0: yeah no he, he definitely he definitely does that but you know he also puts his own spin on it and it's kind of unique to him and ASAP's over here he, he wants to he's modeling and whatnot, so he kind of left the lane open for Travis to take that sound and do whatever he wanted to do with it because ASAP's not even making music like that so Travis Scott has delivered time and time again if he gives us another classic album he's in that rarefy Kanye, Kendrick Air where all his albums just hit different. They got a sound. They um they have a period in time where it really moved people. I remember you know every time uh Travis dropped in college like that was that was an era of college. A, a Travis Scott album was an yeah. era of college. So um I'm excited for it. I I know that he I know that he's got some crazy sounds that he's sitting on. I'm interested to hear uh what collabs he has on the album and just kind of what he's gonna do. I and I like Travis Scott because he puts together full-length projects. They're not playlist albums. They're you know there's a sound he's going for. There's a there's something he's going for melodically for the album that, you know, keeps you tuned in from start to bottom. I think he's gonna do it again and um and you know hopefully he can hopefully we can get some new faces on the Mount Rushmore. And some of these rappers will be willing to take the crown because it's been seeming like all of them don't want to do it. Uh, so let's go, Trav.
1: Yeah, I mean, if he's if he's if he's gonna do it, and like, I mean, it's hard to look at Travis because like, Travis made like like I think you're right. He did usher in some like a different type of flow that's so very unique, like sort of like it's kind of like Uzi, where Uzi comes in, and he's got this. I don't know how to do it, but um, uh, it's just, like, fun. It's different. He was fun and different. Travis has got that, like you said, like, that dark, like, very, like, different just sound. Like, nobody can truly resemble it. Because, like, Tyler, the creator, had a dark sound, but it wasn't dark and melodic. It was dark. Like, that was it. Um, Before he, obviously, started doing more of his current stuff. And I think that Travis, I do think if he drops the ball on this album, which I don't think he will, because I know, I guarantee he's going to have a Drake feature up there, so, I mean, that's already a single off the rip that's going to go crazy. Um, and he's going to, I mean, I don't know the amount of money that Travis has been making. I know that he was doing some concerts and stuff, but it honestly depends on how much his boys, then people were asking for those features. Because you know he'll pay top dollar to get the best features, because he does not fuck around when it comes to features. He will have good fucking features. That's where, like, I understand that, like... And it goes to the point, like, I don't even want to... I consider Travis a rapper, yes, because he does rap, but also at the same time, he's a rapper-producer. It's just like a singer-songwriter in, like, the uh, R&B space or the country space or whatever, you know, more like... Melodic stuff. Um, he's Sterling, a, we he's don't speak a rap of country on the
0: After Dark podcast, my brother. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I've got to mention It's a part of the mu- music industry, and country can be cool sometimes. I don't listen to it all the time. It is cool, and y'all can hate me for it. I'm sorry. Like it is cool sometimes if you're just in a mood for it. But I think at the end of the day, I mean, he's got a billion dollar baby mama bankroll in him, so he shouldn't have an issue throwing money at stuff even if he didn't have the bread to just throw like 10 mil at a feature or something. I know I know some of these guys got crazy fees, like one milli for a feature, two, three, four mil for a feature. I'm like, nigga, you said 20 words. <laughs> um, but that's how it'd be. And, you know, at, in that same vein, I love Travis Scott. I think it's going to be great. I'm excited for it when it does come out. And I'm excited for new music in general, man. The the year has gone by really quick, but, you know, summertime's always great. Uh, A lot of new stuff typically drops. People are excited. People are more willing to give new stuff a try. While I feel like in the colder months, people are just kind of, like, stuck in their own ways. Obviously, depression's really high because of just the cold in and of itself, so people don't want to listen to, like, banger-type music. It's less of that, more of that sad boy-type shit, and we don't like to be sad. So, um. I mean, yeah, man, I, I love Travis, and I, I think it's going to be fucking fantastic. And if it isn't, Travis, I'm going to be really hurt. I ain't going to lie. Um, but now it's time for the weekly Black React, people. Hit Black it. React. So, <laughs> at the end of the day, guys... Um. We've got the we've got the red pill and the blue pill pill here today, guys. It's the one or the other is super simple. Um so the question is, would you rather restart your life at the age of 6 with all of the knowledge that I have that we have currently, like you as a person. So you could be an 18-year-old with all the knowledge you got right now, you could be a 36-year-old, 50-year-old, 20 25, 26-year-old's like or 25-year-old's like us and start your life Back at six with the knowledge you've got right now Or Blue pill First one was red pill This one's the blue pill Blue pill $10 million cash No no repercussions, no nothing no, no questions asked So for me I would Most definitely Like I pondered on it for a second But then I, I was like I'm pretty definitive about this I would most definitely take the ten million. why do you ask why would you say I take ten million? Actually, let me first get your answer, Mike, and then we can talk about it and see where we stand on this this matter
0: all right, so um originally, I was thinking ten million dollars but so but I kind of had to go with all the knowledge I had at six years old, but where am i where i you know put an asterisk next to it? It depends on if I am six years old in today's day and age or do I get to go back in time and be six years old back when I was actually six. If I get to go back in time and be six years old when I was actually six, that is to me, I'm doing that easily because the opportunities of getting $10 million are endless i invest in apple google amazon bitcoin all that bullshit i'll get my 10 million dollars trust me and plus the knowledge that i have of you know how to move in this world and what's going to be big and what and how like i can get on top of things before other people do uh that so if that is the case i am going back at six years old with the knowledge i have now if that's the case
1: Baby Mike, Baby Mike popping off, and I see where you're coming from, and I agree with you to some regard on on your point. But what I say, when you think you don't you believe in the butterfly effect?
0: Uh, I mean, I do believe in the butterfly effect. I also believe in you know I'm gonna get rich as fuck <laughs> effect.
1: <laughs> He's like, if I'm gonna fuck up, you're like, if I'm gonna fuck up one thing, I'm gonna fuck up literally everything like if i don't get this one right i got about 15 30 30 other companies i can fuck with yeah i mean i feel where you're coming from my point is is that like i've i've said this a number of times 90 percent of the problems of my life are based around finances if i have an issue it's because i cannot afford it i don't feel like spending that money or whatever it is it's just what it is i would know how to invest that money properly like Everybody asks, like, what do you if you win the lottery, what would you do? Like, like, dude, there's nothing else to do but invest, spend on the things that you want, get that out of the way, and live like you normally do. Live below, like, live below your means, or live at your means that you're at right now. Don't overspend. That's how I would feel about ten million dollars. is a lot of money to get at one time. Ten million is ten million dollars. isn't a lot to get in a lifetime necessarily, in my eyes, personally, from what I see myself, but. $10 million is a lot of money to get in a lump sum at a time without any questions asked. Like, niggas ain't going to ask me like, oh, how'd you get $10 million? Like, if somebody if somebody asked me that, I'd be like, yeah, like I had to do this. Like, nobody's going to ask me that. So that's a, that's a win. And I think simply, the only reason I have to disagree with your point is that I believe in the butterfly effect pretty heavily, which is I'm not big on like, not, even, it's, not even, it's not technically a conspiracy, but like those types of things. And I know that like they're like the smallest changes can have the biggest effects. And I mean, like I said, I mean I guess you're right. You could fucking like trial and error and literally just fucking run up like literally Apple, Amazon, Google, Twitter, fucking, I mean, OnlyFans. I mean you could literally run up every goddamn idea that's that made has made billions. Uh and shit, you could sign artists that are coming up. You know exactly where to go, exactly where they live. Like, I mean, yes, but the butterfly effect could be well on on hand there. So I could see both sides.
0: Yeah, and I mean, also just kind of revisiting the old days and getting a chance to, like, kind of revisit those old memories and whatnot, that would be kind of cool, too. And um, also I have the knowledge that I have now. So, like, just imagine being a six-year-old and knowing, you know, an alternative timeline of how you ended up. And so every decision you make, you're like, <laughs> like, well, or you, you know how I used to eat back in the day. What if I was just like, ah, oh, nah, because I remember there was a point in time where I was big Mike. <laughs> I ain't <laughs> trying to go through that no more. I remember how that, I remember how those days were. So you like kind of. But what if this? That. I mean,
1: it's. In- and speaking of alternative timeline, the way you said it at first, I was thinking, like, oh, like, even when you meet your friends at six years old and, like, and then you go to high school, like, meeting me, like, you would meet me, like, as a, what, 14-year-old kid, 13, 14-year-old kid, like, and you know how I ended up. Would, would that affect your day-to-day? Like, how do you respond to shit? Like, how do you, like, because you know everything. Um, like, you know, like, oh, like, still gonna be fine. This Like, That's a tough cookie, man. That's like I know you have a lot of like I know you have a lot of patience and a lot of discipline, but I mean day in, day out, from six to the rest of your life, like
0: Let's be honest, bro. If one of those fucking companies hit that all the knowledge I had and I fucking invested in that I don't know how many of y'all I still be speaking to in that scenario. If I was fucking ten years old on a fucking bag, yo, I would have been on some islands. Your smaller. mom be like,
1: how does how does she be like? How does how does Michael know so much? Be like seven years old, writing up fucking like, be like, yo, give me dad, give me some stock options, bitch. Like, <laughs> like get, invest invest all your fucking money into Apple right now.
0: Yeah, right I be watching. Now. I'll be watching TV with my dad, and fucking Trump would be like, you're fired. And be like, man, it's going to be crazy when he's president. My dad's going to be like, what? He ain't never going to be president. I'm like, yeah. yeah, all right. All right. You don't even know. <laughs> uh, it's a funny it's a
1: funny ideology to think of cause i'm thinking of myself as a six-year-old like i used to play in the backyard do all that stuff like i do like feel you on the f- part like honestly just being a six-year-old and better like actually like because you know you've heard the saying it's like you know you wish you were you knew you were in the and uh
0: youth is wasted on the young so that's also
1: like i was in like i was in the good days you know what i'm saying yeah and that's like a that's like a that's a that's a wholesome way of, of approaching it. Obviously, that like, get your money, too. Like, I ain't, sh- I'm about that. But that shit's funny as fuck. Like, baby Mike, or not baby. Like, six-year-old Mike just sitting there like, yeah, that nigga, that nigga walling. Like, and you just say those exact words, you know it. Six-year-old,
0: all the like, other kids are what? playing with toys and shit. I got fucking five monitors watching stock. it's <laughs> <laughs> getting rich as fuck.
1: He'd be like, like, yep, hey, uh, I'm going to start DraftKings, by the way. What's that? Hey, I'm going to get an online fucking sports betting site that's going to make millions, guaranteed. Dad, put all your money in this shit after you get the money back from Apple.
0: Hey, Dad, Dad, I got a quick one. We can come up on quick 50 mil. We're going to make rubber bands in the shape of animals. (laughs) We're going to call them silly bands.
1: I'm telling you right now, that shit would actually be comedy. They, and I'm, sure, I think they've, they've probably made some movies off of it. But like that particular concept of like yourself and putting yourself in the shoes, and just be like, yep, that was, it was me. I was six years old. I was 25 when I went back in time. Not even back in time, but I just went to secure old me, knew all this shit, and I came up on the craziest bag you ever seen. You know, I was the first the world's first trillionaire. I ran about I ran the ten most successful businesses in the world. Like <laughs> fucking 20, 20 years old and like you ain't you ain't never had to fucking think about a payment for anything. You'd be like, Yeah, just take it from the profit of Amazon. I don't know what we're talking about. Just fucking keep moving, like not even playing. But I mean, that's it for us, folks. That's some funny shit, honestly. That's a good question, too. I love it. And I hope you guys are liking the Black React. I will give credit to Mike on that. That was all his all his idea for the Black React in that segment. And I've genuinely enjoyed it. I know that it's something that I look forward to every single week. And we look forward to entertaining your folks every single week. Once again, uh, I do want to hit on the remark. Uh, once again, happy belated Mother's Day to, to maybe some moms out there that don't have their kids anymore. Just not to be morbid at all, but you know, just being hundred percent with you and you know, wishing you the happiest of Mother's Days. And I know it's hard, but you know, we 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 love you. And uh, like Mike said at the beginning of the pod, uh, all mothers deserve deserve to be loved and and love their children, and their children should love them. So um, and the sacrifice that you guys make. But that's gonna do it for us tonight. I know that Mike's my outro main, so uh, I'm going to let him hit it, and we were going to roll.
0: Yeah, yeah we're going to close it out. You already know how we do. For the fellas out there listening, listen, brother, they only want a 1% man, so you got to quit your bitching and get your bread up. We're telling you this every week. We're your motivation. Go get that Go get that extra job. Go, go do what you got to do to be able to take it to that nice restaurant, my bro. And for the ladies out there listening, he don't want you, so you got to move on, sweetie. But it's okay, because you're still beautiful and powerful and will always love you. It's the After Dark Podcast. Until next time.